It is Wednesday, November 8th. I'm Clark Palmer. Here's our top local story. Following two years of divided power in Richmond, Democrats are set to take over the General Assembly after winning last night's statewide elections. During a victory party, now former House Minority Leader Don Scott, who could become the Commonwealth's first black Speaker of the House of Delegates, told the crowd results show voters were not going backward. They don't have the blueprint for freedom. We have the blueprint for freedom in the Democratic Party. While appearing on CNN last night, former Virginia Governor Bob McDonald said it was too early to tell if the results of the election hurt Governor Glenn Youngkin's national appeal. He's still a very popular governor, you know, high 50s in uh, in a purple state. I think that says uh, a lot about his ability uh, to lead. Uh, we're going to end up with not having a Republican majority, which is what, we, what he sought after. But the ultimate change in uh, both houses is going to be essentially nominal, one or, one or two votes. Every General Assembly seat was on the ballot this year with the most competitive seats based in Hampton Roads and the suburbs of Richmond and D.C. A state Senate district created after the 2020 census elected a Republican candidate last night who is already a familiar face from Richmond, as WFIR's G. Morano reports. Senate District 4 now includes portions of the once solid blue Democrat stronghold in Roanoke City, where John Edwards represented that party in the General Assembly for decades, and Republican State Senator David Suderline bested Democratic Roanoke City Councilwoman Trish White Boyd by almost 5,000 votes yesterday. Suderline joked about that last night. And I'm excited that for the first time, since uh, the Soviet Union still existed, a Republican was elected to represent a district that includes you in the state senate. Suderline was once an aide to former state senator and former Roanoke City Mayor Ralph Smith, who was in the room last night at the Holiday in Tanglewood. What he told the Salem Rotary Club audience during the campaign is a promise Suderline says he will keep. People would know they'd have a conservative legislator, and they'd have a conservative legislator that was able to work with people with a wide variety of views to advance things for the Valley. We're going to get ready to keep fighting for fair electric rates, tax relief, strong education opportunities, and smart on crime policies. Pseudoline also said he was excited to see the neonatal intensive care unit at Lewis Gale Medical Center opening soon. The NICU was something he and John Edwards worked across the aisle for to get approval from the General Assembly. Gene Morano, WFIR News. And after the race for Virginia's Senate District 4 seat was called in favor of her opponent by the New York Times, Democratic candidate Trish White Boyd reflected on what she called a job well done. WFIR's Emma Thomas has that story. Roanoke City Councilwoman Trish White Boyd says she knew from the start of her campaign for District 4 seat in the Virginia State Senate that the race would be a close one. When the race was called, White Boyd was behind her opponent, the Republican candidate David Suderline, by around 2,000 votes. My opponent has 22,000 and I have about 20, so there's about 2,000 difference, but there's 14,000 outstanding. So it's really hard to tell where they may fall. You might wake up and things are different, but they've already called. Despite the apparent loss, White Boyd was pleased with how close the race was. Some of that 14,000 will be for me, and so over 20,000 votes, uh, that's that's an excellent race. We knew it would be close all along, but I think we've done an excellent job getting uh, getting our message out and, and getting the voters out. The newly drawn district stretches from Roanoke to parts of Christiansburg and Blacksburg. Emma Thomas, WFIR News. And despite a high-dollar lobbying push, Richmond voters last night rejected for a second time a ballot measure that would have opened the door to a proposed casino resort. Developers first tried in 2021 after the state legislature paved the way for five casinos around the state if voters first gave their sign-off. Opponents raised concerns about the vetting of the developers, the project site, and the casino industry in general, arguing it would exploit the poor and working class. That's the latest. Check back tomorrow for our next update. Clark Palmer, WFIR News.